there's lots of things that come to mind when we hear that word generosity. It might even be a person that we think of, that person's really generous. Or it may have been something that we've experienced ourselves. We've experienced the generosity of others. There are a whole range of things that come to mind when we think of generosity. But this morning what I want us to see is that generosity, it's a matter of the heart. Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. As God's people, we have new life in Jesus We have new life. Our sin has been forgiven. We've been washed clean. And in him, we have new life. We're reminded of that this morning as we share bread and wine together later. We're adopted into his family as his children. And so as God's new people, in this new community that he has formed with Christ as king, our lives are transformed. We live differently because we are different people. We've been made new in Jesus. And a characteristic of that new life that we have, of being in God's new community, is a generous heart. We'll see throughout this series that God's people are to be generous because the God that we know and love and worship is generous and has been generous to us. So we're going to spend the next few weeks in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9. If you've got a Bible, please open it at chapter 8. Next week, we'll make sure the Bibles are back out on the pews. Paul begins this section then in chapter 8, wanting the Corinthian Christians to know of the Macedonian Christians. He wants them to know what they've done. He wants them to hear of the churches in Macedonia, the the church in Philippi, in Thessalonica, in Berea. Uh, He wants them to know what they have done. He lifts them up as an example for the Corinthians to follow. They're They're an example of what it looks like to be generous, to have that heart, that new heart that is generous. And this is what he begins with, verse 2. They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy which has overflowed in rich generosity. Despite testing, despite severe trial, despite their extreme poverty, they overflowed in rich generosity. What an example to the church in Corinth these Macedonian Christians are. They faced many trials. It's a picture of a grape being crushed. I don't know if you drop one on the floor and and stood on it. Uh, That's what it's like. They're being crushed under severe trial. They're enduring this great testing. And they were poor. They had so little. They were, in some translations, in deep poverty. They were in the pits, they were rock bottom, paying high taxes and because of persecution. Yet despite all that, we see the grace of God at work in their lives, which overflowed in generosity. Their hearts have been transformed and it enabled them to give generously. These trials that they were facing didn't stop them 
their extreme poverty wasn't a barrier for them in their generosity. And Paul lifts them up and says, look at these, what a great example of a generous heart. Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. And Paul goes on, notice how they gave in such trials and hardship and poverty. They were filled with abundant joy. They gave filled with joy. They gave above and beyond, verse 3, for I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. They gave above and beyond. They gave sacrificially. They gave freely. And they did it out of their own free will. It wasn't under compulsion that they they gave. Rather, they saw it as a privilege. Verse 4, they begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. Paul was uh, wanting the churches to give to this collection to support the brothers and sisters in Jerusalem who were suffering, who needed that, that help. And they saw it as a privilege to give. They begged to give. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't often hear people or see people begging to give. Yet they begged to give. They saw it as a privilege to give. Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. So Paul is pleading with the Corinthian Christians to give, to help the church in Jerusalem to fund and support the gospel work that was happening. And although they'd never met those Christians, they were filled with joy and they saw it as a privilege to give to them. And we have in verse 5, the foundation for their generosity. They even did more than we hoped for, for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to do. They first gave themselves to the Lord. The source of their generosity was first giving themselves to the Lord. They wholeheartedly gave themselves to the Lord. He was their treasure, and flowing out of that came their generosity Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. And it's such an important verse when we think about generosity, that verse 5. When we first give ourselves to the Lord, when we put Him first, when we live with Jesus as our King, then we will love the things that God loves and hate the things that God hates. And we will reflect the heart of God. And God is generous. And so we, as his people, will reflect his heart of generosity. Because generosity, it's a matter of the heart. And so Paul lifts them up, the Macedonian Christians, as an example of how Jesus, the gospel, transforms people's hearts. I wonder what we think about 
when it comes to giving uh, and generosity. I wonder if we ever think that when we give, we lose something. I don't know if you remember the song, uh, love is something if you give it away. And he nods, does anybody know that? How does it, how does it finish? You end up having more. The gospel frees us to give freely. And when we realize that, when we give and we give generously, it frees us from thinking that we lose something when we give. Because as we'll see in a moment, as Christians, we're the richest people ever. Jesus richly blesses us in an abundance of ways. And so, Jesus, the gospel frees us to give freely. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying at this point. I'm not um, an advocate for one of those false teachers that you see on the TV who say, sow this amount of money and you will reap it a thousand times. I'm not saying that because that is completely wrong. We never see that anywhere in the Scriptures. But what I am saying that in Jesus, we are rich. We have a great inheritance uh, with the saints. And knowing that frees us to give freely and generously. Spurgeon said, In all of my years of service to my Lord, I have discovered a truth that has never failed and has never been compromised. That truth is that it is beyond the realm of possibilities that one has the ability to outgive God. Even if I give the whole of my worth to him, he will find a way to give back to me much more than I gave. Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. Paul goes on in verse 8, I'm not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. Paul's not laying a law down. He's not saying you must give. Nowhere is giving commanded. It's always uh, free. It's always freely uh, giving. But what Paul is doing He wants to test the genuineness of their love. And one of the tests of true love, it's not a feeling, but it's action. Will they follow the example of the Macedonian Christians? Because a year ago, Paul says, you had that desire to give. Now, complete that desire and act upon it. He says in verse 7, you... Excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speaking, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us. I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. Some people say that Paul's been sarcastic in those verses, but I I don't think he is. I think he's encouraging them. He says you excel in so many areas, excel also in Giving, in the gracious act of giving, complete what you started. Fulfill that desire to give. 
that you had a year ago. And Paul draws their attention to Jesus. He reminds them of the love of God shown in Christ in verse 9. As he came to complete what he promised. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor so that by his poverty he could make you rich. What a verse that is. What a verse to hear when Paul is talking about giving and being generous. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, the King of glory who left his throne above, his throne of glory, to be born of man in order to become friend of sinners. It is love shown in sacrificial giving. Paul is pointing to the uh, Corinthian Christians. He's pointing them to Jesus and his example. He wants them to see once again the grace of God shown in Jesus, in his death on the cross. He wants them to see it as a selfless, sacrificial giving. And we can only... Um, partly understand that, I think. The, the, the pouring of God's wrath on Jesus at the cross. We can't really comprehend fully what was going on at the cross. Yet for our sake, he became poor. He gave himself for us. Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. And Paul goes on in verse 12. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly and give according to what you have, not what you don't have. When it comes to generosity, when it comes to giving, we can only give out of what we have. We can't give out, out of what we don't have. And, and Paul says, when you give out what you have, that is acceptable. That is what we're to do. We're to be generous with what we have. I've heard it so often. People say, if I had more money, I could give. Or I could give more money. Well, actually, you give out what you have. And that is acceptable. That is an acceptable gift. It reminds me of the widow's might. Jesus says, many rich people throw in large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few pence. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty. But in everything, put in everything, all she had to live on. She gave out of what she had. She gave freely, she gave sacrificially, not under compulsion, but out of an eager desire, out of a heart's desire to give to the Lord. Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. Paul's not asking the Corinthians to give, to be generous in such a way that leads them to hardship. That's not Paul's desire of course, I don't mean, verse 13, you, your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourself. 
That's not Paul's intention. That's not God's desire. God doesn't want us to be generous and to give in such a way that leads, leads to us living in hardship. Some will give more, some will give less. The point is we're to give out of what we have. And it's not just about money, although it does include money. We're to be generous with all that we have. That is uh, the call. Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. If our lives have been transformed by the grace of God, by uh, Jesus, then our lives are different. We live differently in Christ. If he is our greatest treasure, then we know and experience his generosity towards us. And so our hearts will then overflow in rich generosity in response to the generosity God has shown us. And so because of Christ, because of who we are, we'll have that eagerness and that joyfulness when it comes to being generous with all that we have. Our heart's desire will be to be generous. It'll be a generosity towards other people. It'll be a generosity towards the work uh, of the Lord in sharing the gospel and building his kingdom in Accrington and across the world. Generosity it's a matter of the heart. So let me ask, how is your heart? What happens inside when we talk about generosity and giving? How do you react inside? What is your heart? How is your heart? Because generosity, it's a matter of the heart. So on your way in, you should have hopefully been given a, a heart. And I want you to use this heart over this series as we think about generosity. Maybe place it in your Bible, and then every day when you pick up your Bible and read it, you'll see this heart and be reminded. Because hopefully this heart will be a reminder that when it comes to generosity, it's a matter of the heart. Maybe pick it up this week and think about some of these questions. What is most important to me? What is the first priority in my life? What are my lifestyle choices and desires? How do I use my finances? How do I use my time? How do I use my gifts? How do I use the resources that I have available to me? Do I give? Do I serve with abundant joy? Do I give and serve? Am I generous freely and sacrificially? Use that as a reminder that generosity is a matter of the heart. 
Martin Luther, one of the reformers said, take a look at your own heart and you will soon find out what has stuck to it and where your treasure is. It is easy to determine whether hearing the word of God, living according to it and achieving such a life gives you as much, as much enjoyment and calls forth as much diligence from you as does accumulating and saving money and property. How is your heart? Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your generosity towards us. Thank you that in Christ we are rich. Thank you for that great inheritance uh, that we have being in you. And Father, help us by the power of your Spirit to respond rightly to what we've heard this morning. Grow our hearts to be more generous. Help us to be joyful in our generosity, to see it as a privilege. Father, continue to work in our hearts, transform us more and more into the likeness of your Son, Jesus, our King. All for your praise and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.